So, there's a global pandemic. A virus is sweeping across our world, and almost overnight, society has changed. Will my family survive? Which pet do I eat first? Will I ever see the outside again? If you haven't considered these questions yet, you will soon. And we'll be here with you, your personal guides on this journey, this descent into chaos. Thank you for joining us on Staring at Goats. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It's another episode of Staring at Goats. We're excited to be here. We've got me, Stephen, him, Lando, and the other guy, Jacob, here to guide you on your journey through the world of quarantine as if we have wandered ourselves directly into Fallout 76 and are just going around, but there's a better loot table. And I mean, mainly we're not going anywhere. I don't know if it's better. I wouldn't call it better. <laughs> Actually, the it's really loot, much worse. The loot table is way worse. Masks and medicine. <laughs> oh, but but Fallout seventy six. We called it Redneck seventy six. We was, did. It was so good for such a short window of time. It would. But imagine you, you can <laughs> you can see though. Yeah, it was fun. How how inaccurate it was to the actual apocalypse. You thought it would be nuclear weapons that would take us out, but no, it's something far smaller. Virus, yeah, far more microscopic. Something far less interesting too. Oh Can't yeah, make but a Michael Bay movie out of this. <laughs> it's just stuff Have blows up Hollywood. just because. We just, yeah. We're just going to blow crap up and, oh, look, the shipping truck that's carrying all the toilet paper exploded. What will we ever do? Oh, gosh. Now that it came be... in. We got it. We got a sub. We got a sub, sub, sub. The music goes forever. <laughs> you get another alert. I got to figure out how to, like, not be loud. <laughs> that was great. No, no, so no. That no. That's, that's from the... It's okay. But oh. that one was from the stream that we did, the charity stream. And so we haven't updated that alert from the charity stream. And I feel like we should. So the bad news is that alert gets uh, gets copied every time I make a new scene. So it doesn't matter what I do. It'll always be that one by default. But thank you so much, <laughs> That's the new template huh? for the sub with 25 months. That's amazing. You're the best. Uh, but yeah, man, we're, we're, we're surviving. Uh, we've gone another week. We've we've made we it to episode five of Staring at Goats, which you you can't help but wonder a little bit. Like, is it good that there are continuing episodes of Staring at Goats, or can we all just <laughs> not wait until that RSS feed doesn't update anymore? What it, what do you think, Lando? Do you see? Are we doing? Are we are we tracking in a negative fashion here with our episode numbers? What I feel like we're we tracking in a negative fashion. Yeah, I feel like we should be. I feel like this show should go away soon. Uh, as bittersweet as it is. To keep it around means we're still doing this. And yes. Oh, we're sad. still doing this. That's not going to be changing anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Sadly. I mean, we could all hope. And to some extent, I think things will get better, obviously. But quarantine and isolation, if you will, uh, that's going to be around for a while, I think. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe For better or for worse. So this is where I think we need to have a little bit more of the crystal ball because I'm not 100% convinced that we're going to be quarantined and in isolation for as long as we believe we're going to be there. I believe that our social distancing campaign will continue, and I believe that things True, like masks yeah. and gloves will continue, and I believe slowly we'll start reengaging in things. And, you know, there's there's this this bimodal uh, distribution of, of – um, of infected, I guess, people is the best way to put it. But what we're looking at here is there's going to be a large number of of people infected first, and then it's going to drop. 
and then it's going to have a second wind or a second yep. phase and then come right back down again. So that's what I think we need to try to understand and really balance and how that looks in the future. I don't necessarily agree that it's going to be just isolation and, and we're going to be stuck by ourselves quarantined. I think we're going to try to figure it out. No, no, I don't either. And, and make, uh, make, make the, the best plague of the isn't going away. You're right about that now. It's, Nor it's is the podcast. Be here. Yeah, plagues and podcasts. That's that's my that's my new board game I'm working on right now. Uh, for everybody that's stuck inside and decided to launch a podcast during this thing, uh, this is that's it. Plagues and podcasts today. Uh, no, that's that's cool. I, I think I think you're right, Jacob. I feel like I feel like it's gonna be we're gonna see waves of this. This isn't just a one time deal. If it was a flu that disappeared it's in the hot months, now. it would be great. But I don't think it's that. I think you're gonna see an annual. Uh, like over the course of several months, like roller coaster of ups and downs, and and I've even heard um just to kind of break the ice a little bit on on the opener of the show. I've heard people say uh, intermittent quarantining up through twenty twenty two. So like maybe we don't yep. do this one time, but we do this whenever there's a flare up. We just hunker back yep. down. Uh, we're just a bunch of turtles. We're going back into our shell for a little while, and then after a few weeks, and hopefully as we can manage that response. The the quarantines are shorter, uh, but they're still they're still going to happen. There'll be times where you do have to cut back. Yep. And uh, there's been so, questions. Oh, go ahead. No, go, I was just going to make the comment. I think it just that depends on science. That depends on the mm-hmm. research. To me, I feel like yeah, we could potentially be in that scenario in 2022 if science does not progress to a vaccination that quickly. If science progresses to the vaccination, if you look at it, companies that have never worked together are currently working together. GSK just announced that it's working together with one of its biggest rivals to try to come up with a vaccine for this. So I feel like we're really in lockstep when it comes to trying to make this uh, um, vaccine and, and these diagnostic tests and these other things as quickly as possible happen. Um, as opposed to waiting till 2022 to make that available. But I definitely agree. We're going to be in and out of quarantine uh, at least for the next year, maybe, uh, depending on how quickly it it, uh, it dissipates and, and comes back. And But if, if we make it to 2022 without a vaccine there, that means something went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe that for sure. The vaccine is really the great white hope of the thing. And the question about the vaccine is who gets it? Who pays for it? How does it get distributed to the masses? Because there's a lot of people that avoid uh, the flu vaccine because it costs discussion. money. I don't want to mess with that. That I don't want to get too in the weeds with the various details surrounding how do you pay for a vaccine that almost everyone needs in order Literally to make this go away. Literally everybody in the world will have to get. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. how how does that happen? How do you supply it? How do you? Is it a lottery? Like do you just go, hey, look, we drew your social security number today. You get to go to the doctor and and do you have insurance? Then good, they're gonna pay for it. Maybe I, I don't know. How how this works uh it's like maybe well, it's a good polio guy. nobody yeah. does this has never it's happened like, in modern times obviously a yeah. hundred years ago sure and we have lessons to learn from that but nowadays it's a much different world That's yeah right. yep for sure well let's get it right into the round table here <laughs> I just just to give everybody updates, this is the part of the show where we give everybody an update on where we're where we are, observations we've made, and various other kind of things we've got going on. Um, one thing I found is I went out today on my weekly grocery shopping uh, tour. Was <laughs> I go out every week? I buy stuff for Jacob now because he's at home and he needs to stay at home with his kid. Uh, the neighbors occasionally. Oh, and I offer I offer free beer. 
By the he way, does. in case That's anybody wants to bring to brownies or food, I do offer free beer. <laughs> he has See, plenty isn't of that. bartering in the new in the new plague world? Bartering is so much fun. It really is. All these it's... new things you get to try and experience, and these new connections you get to make. Because <laughs> I have something you need. Uh, but yeah, so I go out on my grocery run, and I'm like, okay, put on masks, put on gloves, go in the store. Every patron I see is wearing gloves and masks. All the people going through the aisles are wearing gloves and masks. Everybody working at the store is not. Nobody in the meat section is wearing a mask. The freaking pharmacy, everybody back there, they literally stand on top of each other all day. Okay, not literally, but they are really close to each other all day. No masks, no gloves. They're touching the same keyboards all day long. None of them know where each other has been since yesterday. Whoa! What makes them think that this is a safe decision? And then I'm like looking at the deli. Nobody with gloves and masks. Looking at the, the cash register. Nobody with gloves and masks. I've ordered food a few times. I've been like, hey, I want some DoorDash something. I'm going to let them bring me some food. Ever, like two out of three people that showed up. No gloves, no masks. And despite my instructions to leave the food at the door, knocked on the door and waited for me to come to it to hand it to me personally. No mask. No gloves. I'm like, are, no tip. What? What are we? What are you doing? Like you, you, you know this is a bad move. Like you have to know. Do I need to come to well, the door with my don't. gloves and masks? I'm just gonna wear like a Darth Vader helmet next time it happens. Should be like, like you were talking about, Lando. I'm gonna build my own custom mask that looks like like Darth Vader, and be like, I'm sorry, exactly. you should. Or you just want to yell own at breathing him. Breathing You just want to be like, back the f up, dude. Like. Stop! Come into my door. It's it's it it's striking. Those are the observations I've made. So, Stephen, I actually had somebody that three D printed a uh, a mask and bought like little HEPA filtration uh, little napkins that go right over top of it. It's it's actually pretty rad. I was going to send you a picture just so that you could potentially show it. But is is that something that you've heard a lot about recently as people making their own masks and printing off their own masks? I've heard through the grapevine that they have. And every time I'm out, I don't necessarily see the homemade masks, but I have never I seen do one. S- no. Yeah, I mean, those, I mean, they're great for those little face shields, but you're not probably using those if you're just wandering around. You don't need to, at least. They look like a complete tool. <laughs> like a riot <laughs> You're working in a lab or a hospital, but if you're just walking around like you know your RoboCop or something, that's just so lame. Like <laughs> masks are kind of cool; we can get down with that, but don't do the face plates. Like just, just don't. <laughs> yeah. I, so, Stephen, I sent you that picture by the way of of somebody that printed their own 3D printed their own mask. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of what's happening. Look at that thing; isn't that pretty rad? That's pretty neat. I that like. Looks it. like a, a weird. Oh, okay. I he used the, the color transition filament, the cool. PLA color transition. So it goes from like a red to orange to green. I've to also green. seen a couple of people walking around, not walking around, posting pictures of a, a Mortal Kombat Scorpion and a Sub Zero. That's awesome. The masks that they wear. That'd be kind of <laughs> cool too. Just I'd like a N95 in it. Oh, which would take the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it'd be great. Were raised in a dog. <laughs> the coolest one I saw was this, this lady had a, had one she printed that was made of fabric that had little penises all over it. Uh, so like little little wings all over the mask. And her That's her awesome. defense was, if you were more than six feet away, there's no way you could tell. So she was like, if anybody comes up to me and goes, your mask is offensive, I'm gonna say, well, you're too close. Because uh, <laughs> you should not. I mean, that really is a good litmus test. It's real good. <laughs> if you can see Isn't this, you're way too close. That's fantastic. 
Yeah, but if you're far <laughs> enough away, you don't you can't really tell. Like it, it's your first assumption might be dog bones, but it was definitely yeah. a bunch of wieners just all over her mask. It's like that's pretty. Good. A middle finger. Just put a middle finger up there and say, "Here, if you could see my middle finger, that's my message to you." Media <laughs> you should be offended. Yeah, please back <laughs> up. Yeah, that's right. So, Jake, so where are what's you on at? my mind this yeah. week? Yeah, that's um, twenty four hundred dollars, baby. That's what's on my mind. <laughs> right. Yes. I got direct deposited $2,400 into my account today. Today, I feel pretty good. Now, the people who have to wait on paper checks, I feel bad for you because Donald Trump decided he needed to have his name printed on the check. So you're going to be a few weeks late. So I do apologize that, uh, that I got mine today baby today so i mean the stimulus came out and it was uh, at least parts of it i think they're doing rolling um which is surprising that i got mine this week i didn't think i was going to get mine until around september um but uh, no it 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 came uh, and i was i was really quite surprised well Um, the people who least need them get them first right and and that's what i'm trying to understand funny how that works yeah i don't i don't i i need it but not right now i I feel like there are so many more people that need it right at this moment that could benefit from it. And I'm not one of those people. So uh, I could have waited until September. Gladly. I would have waited until September, but they didn't ask me. They just went ahead and did it. Yeah. Wait, is September really how late some of these payments are going to be going out? Yeah. Especially if you're on the upper end of the curve, if you're closer to the 198,000, they they said that they're going to prioritize those last. What they did say was they were going to prioritize the people making less than 10,000 bucks this week, making $20,000 next week. But I mean, I I don't, I don't want to sound arrogant, but that I'm not, I don't fall into that category. I fall into a different category. And so I don't understand why I was one of the ones that were, was able to, to get these checks. So yeah. I don't know how it rolls out. I don't. I, I thought I knew because I read up on it, but uh, apparently I did not know. I, I mean, I got mine Wednesday. I was not expecting, or uh, today, I guess. It, I, it showed up pending in my checking account on Monday, and I was like, oh, well, holy crap, that happened really fast. But I, yeah. I, I feel for people who actually need it, who most likely are going to need paper checks, because you're talking about people who use TurboTax and file and get all this stuff. Are, are different than the people who still file paper taxes or go to H&R Block. You're talking like maybe your elderly community that's doing this stuff or just the older population that's used to paper paper uh, tax returns or H&R Block people yep, or whatever. Want something physical or needs it for some yeah, other reason. Or just right. us- yeah. usually get things in, in paper form. Checks, for instance, from the IRS and didn't set up direct deposit. Never bothered, didn't know how. Uh, That's right. Could more a, a vast majority of that could be in a more poverty stricken tax bracket and need that check more than you and me, and that's the one getting delayed. I don't get it. I never will. Yeah, it's and, like, and so I do know that there is some problems associated with this system, especially identifying people who don't necessarily file taxes because they don't meet that minimum uh, um, income requirement well, yeah, to yeah. actually file taxes. So they're trying to, to try to figure out how to do that. And I think they have online tools that you can go use. Um, so there's a website now created for people that haven't filed taxes that they can now apply for this and make sure that they get the stimulus money. And so there's a lot of things, but I'm not sure that Maybe I'm just reading the wrong news sources and the wrong uh, information sources, but I haven't seen a whole lot of information displayed out there on exactly how to go through that process 
if you're in that category. Maybe I just haven't been looking hard enough. I, I no, think there's yeah. really been a complete lack of information about this whole process, though. That's the bigger problem. It's all just yeah. out there like, oh, you can sign up for it and you can get it and it's gone. Well, this That's is right. roll the dice and see when you get it, basically. This is what announcing off the cuff does, though. Like, yeah, we're going to set up a website in a month. And everybody's like, wait, what? Hold on. Okay, scramble. Uh, you can't. You yeah. can't do that. Like this, these things need to be planned. Ah, uh, you can. Canada set it up, and then everyone there got their payments within two days. Like, well, every other country in the world can do it. If the richest country in the world can't, that's really more telling. It's well, to me, it's the government always gets the lowest common denominator, the lowest bidder. You know, we, you and I know that it's the lowest bidder gets the deal, and then it's it's also that they the, the state doesn't run as much here as Canada. So there's also other things that that are at play in that instance, as in particular oh, healthcare. I'm just saying right it, it can be done, though. It, sure, it can Let's be done. Let's not fool ourselves to think that it can't. We should be demanding better. That's what I I'm mean, saying. dude. Most of these states are running COBOL for their unemployment. I know you read that story uh, that oh, they haven't updated yeah. their mainframes oh, in yeah. sixty years. <laughs> Honestly, there was a call that went out to consulting if anybody knew COBOL. So. <laughs> Anybody out there, I can get you a job. Listen, <laughs> you're this is the thing you want it. This is the thing you tell business all the time is your IT is your business. I don't care if your business is selling mufflers, your IT is your business and your software yeah. is your business because that's where people are going to get what they need and that's how you're keeping track of how your business works. It's in your IT. Yep. And it the, it the sounds like a true IT, IT business now. Well, Sounds like two IT professionals over there discussing how sorry, sorry. their lives uh, make everybody else more important. That seems to be the case, Jacob. <laughs> do, do you not use IT in your career on a daily basis? Oh, absolutely, I do. I was just giving you an IT. <laughs> Everyone's an IT person now. Yeah, your IT. The things that you know that I talk about is like you don't even do IT and you know IT because you have to deal That's... with it. Yeah, yeah, I do. Everyone knows how to unplug a router nowadays. You know, <laughs> at the very least, that's an IT person. I don't. I don't have think you they tried do. turning it on and turning it off. Internet. I have troubleshot stuff on the phone with my mother-in-law. I, I, I assure you that they're not all IT people. <laughs> yep. I didn't say all IT people were good. You know that. <laughs> so, Lando, tell us about your week. How have you been doing? Uh, things up here have been honestly pretty nice for the past week or so. It's basically just been beautiful weather and lots of, again, those little projects that we were able to get done. Uh, we've been trying to figure out when our baby goats are coming. Uh, <laughs> we, we think maybe this weekend, uh, <laughs> truth be told, Chris really isn't sure. Uh, they'll, they'll be here at some point, <laughs> but <laughs> I've been at the waiting. very least that, that that'll be exciting. Yeah. No, no shit. We have two. <laughs> Can you please bring one? On to the podcast and show them off like the Lion King. And so, yeah, actually, yeah, we, we probably could do that. I mean, they're going to be little enough, basically, like a small dog when they're born. So, yeah, hey, yeah, we'll bring them in and, and show them off. Tell you what, we will show off one of our kids and you can show off your kid. <laughs> I'll do it. We'll, we'll have a, Tater Tot would love it. He would love to be on it. We'll have a podcast special episode. <laughs> I'm going to make sure my kid's but, asleep because I need that in my life. I need him to be asleep at this hour. But you guys have fun. Fair enough. That's important. <laughs> so you have a completely different situation than Lando and I. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Yes. Not going to carry you <laughs> yeah, anymore. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Someone get the Benadryl. 
Well, that's good. So it's mainly goat watch for you. Yeah, out here's yeah, yeah, out here's been good. Uh, Chris, my wife went to Ketchikan. She's working there for a week. They had a shortage up there, but sounds like up there everything up there is pretty calm. You know, that's Alaska, Alaska, right? Yep. Yeah, southern, very southern Alaska, basically in some of the little islands around British Columbia. Real pretty though, so she's having a nice time there. So hopefully, when she gets back, we'll have a, a kid being born. And in the meantime, yeah, everything's good. And kind of like you were mentioning with masks earlier. So at least out here, the times I've been out in the past few days, basically since last week when they mandated it, I pretty much everyone out here is wearing masks. I've been pleasantly surprised. All the yeah. people working and handling money, any of the service people working in, in grocery stores and you know uh, delivering food and all that sort of stuff out here at least, Seems like people were were already kind of going that direction a couple of weeks ago, but after they announced it, from what I've seen, everyone's been kind of falling right in, which is, again, from my perspective, it's just I'm one little town here, but seems like people are are kind of paying attention out here. That, that gives me hope. Yeah, so yeah. I think my we'll experience happens, is so. Yeah, my experience is something similar to yours. Whenever I've gone out recently. Um, I've seen people wear masks and service oh, good. people wear That's masks. That's good to hear. So, I mean, I'm uh, sure I, it's hit and miss. I have seen a few people, but most the, the of one the people thing, I've seen. The one thing I, I want to mention about that is I think I choose selective times where it's almost like that self-selection, right? Where you choose times with to, to go out and the same type of mentality people are out at those times. Are you For going example, out at 6 a.m. during senior hour? Yeah, it's like 7 a.m. And whenever I go out, everybody's got a mask and gloves and they've got their disinfectant wipes. But then I went last week at 11 because I had to go pick up um, some uh, uh, something for I mean, tater tots. That makes a big difference, yeah. And all of the college kids had gotten up because they couldn't go out the night before party and drink, but they're up at around 10 or 11 o'clock and they're out not wearing masks and not wearing gloves. And I think exactly like what Steven said. So I, I almost feel like there might be this... this uh, uh, um, temporal distribution of of when people are out based on what kind of of uh, safety precautions they're taking. I mean, I will say, even myself, I uh, Chris gave me a few masks to put in the card last week, and I just stuck them in there, didn't think about it. And when I went out the past couple times, I've only remembered as I've been walking into a store, and I'll see someone with a mask, and I'll be like, oh, crap, I need to get mine too. You know, go back to the truck, put my mask on. So it it's not exactly something that's second nature to me and i'm sure most people yet but i will say regardless of what anything is going to be happening with isolation and all that i think masks are here to stay though i at least out here people are well i don't know people out here just don't care for i don't think but all around i feel like that's just going to have to be kind of the new normal you can do less social isolation and whatnot or social distancing and isolation if you have a mask and do things like that. So I think that's where we're going to kind of see our balance. We'll see kind of people return to normal, just maybe people wearing masks all the time or or gloves more often or bundled up like multiple layers. I don't know. Just like weird stuff like that. I think six feet is here to stay. six feet apart is, is here to stay for the long, for a long time. I think, I think more people are going to be very conscious of how close they are to each other, which is something to be worried about when it comes to any big events. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what I was going to say. On the plus side, all your big events, going to restaurants, going shopping, going to, you know, wherever. Hey, suddenly there won't be nearly as long a line anymore. 
<laughs> that's the upside to all of this. Or the line will be the much longer because everybody's actually much. six feet apart. <laughs> that too. So it's, the line, wrapped it's wrapped around the around building. The, there's, there's the same amount of people. Lines, but but they move really quickly. <laughs> yeah, right. So everybody's six feet. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how all that goes. But let's, let's get to some news, guys. Let's figure out what's out there in the world. Jacob, you can have the first one, buddy. Oh, is this the six people uh, oh, yeah. in California? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me go ahead and read this uh, one. So uh, six people were shot, including a juvenile party in California that violated the state's stay-at-home order. The shooting took place just before 1230 a.m. on Saturday at an apartment complex in Bakersfield, Southern California. Is it Bakersfield, the the, uh, the butcher of Bakersfield? That's where Running you don't Man, want right? To be. The the um, Arnold Man. Schwarzenegger movie, Running Man, the butcher of Bakersfield. Isn't that where he, like, shot up a whole yeah. bunch of yep, people? That, yeah, good, good job. Absolutely. Yeah, Baker, so. Bakersfield is not known as a place you want to be spending any amount of time anyway so yeah <laughs> ah, gotcha. but investigators found 94 shell casings three uh and three live rounds at the scene according to the associated press i don't know why i just read that the victims included four women <laughs> uh and one man along with a juvenile female uh they've all been taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries the department says our uh, authorities are searching for four suspects no arrests have been made at this time and the investigation is ongoing I don't have an update on this. This was, uh, I think, an article from a couple of days ago. But the reason why we put this in here was because we felt, found it interesting. I mean, this is vigilante justice, potentially. I mean, granted, it did happen in a shady part of California or shady part of town. But at the same time, it happened at a house party that was during the, the uh, stay-at-home order. And it happened at around the same time as it's kind of it, – eh, is this – something that we need to start looking out for is people taking you know justice into their own hands yeah i don't know but it's interesting <laughs> to think about so i mean it, i don't think necessarily this case may be but the whole vigilante justice that vigilante justice aspect ah that that may be we may be onto something there especially in this time when police and emergency services are just so preoccupied yeah and maybe this is where batman comes from well, not yeah. only that, but coroners aren't able to properly autopsy and do things like that. So there's going to be a ton of murders and other, not even malicious, just things happening and going totally unsolved. So I think there's a lot of interesting angles here. You know, what's funny, it's not, I mean, this story isn't funny. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make light of it. Yeah, this no, I'm not, story. I'm not going to make light of it. No, I apologize. Yeah. It's a horrible story, but what 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 I think think is interesting is that the, the it's not someone was going to someone who had stuff and shooting them and taking their things. It was someone trying to enforce a stay at home order. It's like we expect mass chaos in an idea that someone's going to charge in guns blazing and and take all your eggs and milk. Uh, but right. that's that's not what happened. The first incident of violence that we were that we've seen at least in in terms of major newspaper major reporting came from someone trying to enforce the stay home order on their own with bullets. Uh, and that's, that to me is just like, what just happened? Because, you know, you run around your house loading all your weaponry in order to keep the, the people from coming in and taking all your stuff, and then you realize that maybe you're loading it to go stop people from doing stupid things. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the way this is turning out. Yeah. The real question <laughs> is, what, what did they get shot with? Was it like, you know, some... Some guy out there with like what did a, they say? A, a shotgun was it like you know bird shot. Was it just investigators? Couple guys that were just trying to annoy shell. people and force them to stay in. You know, ninety four shell, shell casings. Kill you, but 
So that's a that's a hell of a lot of rounds. Damn, he, I don't. So if you're gonna shoot what, what, ninety was it, was four it a game rounds, that? <laughs> I know there had to four people shooting ninety four rounds. That's at least twenty some rounds per person. That's a heck of a lot of shots, and they only hit one. Number one, they only hit five people, so that's pretty poor. But number two, who puts 30, 94 shots into yeah. a house? That's ridiculous. Well, first off, why? Yeah. Uh, what what kind of what kind of uh, 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 quarantine were they enforcing here? What was really going in in that house? Who has I, that kind of money to spend 94 <laughs> shells worth of dollars on shooting at a house? I, I guess it depends if they're 50 cal, did right. they get the house? <laughs> 50 cal. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so what we're saying here is don't do this uh, because it's a bad idea. But man, what a what a world uh, to see that kind of thing happening. Next next story, guys. So let's talk about all of the food that's just being dumped and smashed and basically destroyed right now. Mm. So in Wisconsin and Ohio, farmers are dumping thousands of gallons of fresh milk into lagoons and manure pits. Idaho farmers are digging ditches to bury onions and potatoes that are going unsold and, and whatnot. South Florida, there are supplies. Uh, in the eastern half of the U.S., tractors crisscrossing cabbage fields and taking perfectly ripe, ripe vegetables and just putting them back in the soil. So after concerns about shortages in grocery stores and mad scrambles to find boxes of pasta and toilet paper and all sorts of these things, People are, are just destroying them. So the idea here is that none of these farmers are necessarily able to sell all of their crops because of the prices and all of the, the shortages for uh, supplying the, well, supply chains, shortages there, delivering food and whatnot, restaurants, bars closed. So rather than being able to literally do anything with a lot of the, their, their food, their produce, they're literally just destroying it. So, and, and part of this too is the fact that if they have losses like this, they get reimbursed by the government as well, mm-hmm. which oh. really just adds a, a whole nother level of just uh, dastardliness to all of this. You know, there's almost incentive to do this for one thing. So, yeah, th- this is kind of an interesting scenario. And so many people around the country are, well, first off, desperate for some of this food. But second off, when we have real problems with, the long-term potential for keeping ourselves supplied and it's just being destroyed. Yeah, that's so right. So this two, is an interesting situation. Oh yeah. And the uh, two follow-ups, just uh, comments to this. Number one, I read a story a few weeks ago about a warehouse or a distribution house that was actually trying to distribute food from different countries out to export them out to everywhere and they were packed full because nobody was taking exports so things like avocados that my wife over there would die to get her hands on at this moment are sitting she can't have her avocado and toast like every other millennial that's right (laughs) those damn millennials but no uh, they're sitting in warehouses right now just rotting because they can't export them and of course the local economy can't support it because they're not the ones who are who who the food was grown for in idaho i don't think everybody can eat all those potatoes and pennsylvania ace cougars was talking about how they're dumping milk too but they're producing that for the entire country they're producing that to export potentially to other countries and there's no way that they have that kind of 
of infrastructure in place to be able to support the local community. So and a, a bigger I, problem here too is the lack of work now because the borders yeah. are closed because people aren't coming into work just because they don't want to get sick, you know, for whatever reason at this point, businesses that's are closed, true. whatever. So that's the whole nother angle uh, places in Washington out here at Washington. I, I had no idea until I moved out here exports the most apples in the world. Our entire damn eastern part of the state, all they grow is apples. They're really good apples. Like it's, it's great and all, but Make I just had no butter. idea. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the problem they have, you can grow apples year around that here. It doesn't really matter. But they can't get anybody up to pick those apples for all the harvests. So that's going to be the bigger problem. There will never be a quote-unquote lack of food from any of this, I don't think. You just won't be able to get the food where it needs to go or or get the food off of the vines or, you know, like, it, there won't be any, you know, quote-unquote shortage, though. That's the, the weird part. There's plenty of food all over the place. Just no one can get it and take it where it needs to go. That's such a wild yeah. thing. Like, the food is there. And you you just never, can't have it. That's kind of, yeah, that's the weird thing. that You've, you've told me something like that at the beginning of this. You would have just been like, what? Come on. Yeah. But now, when those little things you think about, it, it's like, oh, well, shit, that makes sense. That sucks. Like, what do you do? Yeah. My mom Ashley was telling and I me were this. Act- uh, Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, my mom was telling me this morning. She said, "Buy chicken if you can and put it in the freezer." Because, like, we we have yeah. fa- farmers in the family that have chicken houses, and they can't get rid of their chickens. Like, they yeah. can't sell their chickens to chicken processing plants because everyone's not either not coming to work or too sick to go to work, and the plants are stopping. It's just like the Smithfield story, yep. but they, you know, they only told the Smithfield story regarding the pork. But, like, this is going to be a meat problem everywhere if these processing plants go down. I've already seen that on some of the store shelves around me here or even on Whidbey Island. We have a bunch of local stuff, which thankfully we'll be able to keep ourselves supplied with, I think. But even then, I don't know. But there's a lot of stuff already, mainly meat at this point, obviously. But there's a lot of stuff that is not getting restocked. And there's just big, empty parts of shelves. And you get a few choices of chicken and and you know just basically all of the big er types of manufacturers really so there what i'm hearing little here, stuff left but it's it's interesting what i'm hearing here from We're you landon is that, <laughs> that you're staring out into the field at your pet at goats and trying to figure out which one <laughs> which one gets is going to be that tonight. first one that goes <laughs> oh yes oh absolutely oh but believe me i've already counted and named not named uh counted and uh figured out which ones i'm going to eat in which order so, Hold on, wait. Do you give them special names like you're number one because you're first to go, and you're number 106 because you're last to go? Well, we only got eight, so yes, we have. I have one through eight. <laughs> <laughs> so this this reminds me. This is a little tangential, but but there was a game me and Lando used to play called Harvest Moon 64 uh, years and years ago. Where you play a farmer. If you played Stardew Valley now, this is basically the predecessor to that. Oh and yeah. Our friend Adam. He, me and Landon are naming the animals like, you know, names like Scooter and stuff. His friend Adam names them S.00041. Like he said, I gave them serial numbers instead of names. Like, a, there's something wrong with you, but at the same time, that's amazing. Like, you get all I mean, the that, points. To be fair, our goats have names, but our chickens, we only, we only have a few that have names. So the minute anything real actually does go down, the chickens and turkeys are the first to go. That's for sure. <laughs> you gotta eat them. Now, don't be wrong. We will eat goat at some point, but our goats are mainly for milk and, and stuff like that. So we do want to try to keep them around. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Our neighbors have cows, though, so that's an option. Those are going to look Honestly, if anything ever happens, that is totally what I'm doing. I'm going right over, 
I'm going to barter with a Macau and maybe give him like a goat for half a cow or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, like so I'm good because my freezer is stocked with venison. From, I guess I have two deer in there. Oh, that's last great. Year. But so my, I'm my hungry though. <laughs> my, uh, my fridge is absolutely so steven if you're running low on on ground meat or any kind of venison steaks you let me know i will I'll I'll, you'll you. be the first to know but you know what we're not going to run low on rat meat let's hear it uh <laughs> so we got to talk about some some rat on rat crime going down in the big city so there's some rats that come from the higher end area of town, and those rats, they seem to be getting what they need when it comes to food. Uh, people are dumping their trash just like they always have, and the rats are like, oh, cool, we got that, no problem, we can eat that stuff, we're great. However, in the deep, dark rat slums, uh, where these unprivileged rats uh, surrounded restaurants and would often eat the trash from the restaurants, there's not as much, you guys. The restaurants aren't throwing out food if nobody's eating it. So nobody's eating the food inside. Everybody's throwing their food. Like the, the restaurants are mostly throwing away like the byproduct of what they're making, not the actual food. Because if they're making it, it's because someone's coming to pick it up and take it home. Um, they're not leaving it on plates and such. So what we've got now is is a major problem for these rats. Uh, it's in this person who was it? What's his name? Uh, I'm looking for the dude, Bobby Corrigan. He's an urban urban rodentologist, which is a job I did not know existed until that just is now. not a word I heard before in my life. Yeah, I feel like Mike Jobs or Steve Jobs. No, Mike uh, Mike, Mike Rowe. Rowe may have done <laughs> this jobs. jobs at least. Once or twice. Steve Jobs definitely did not <laughs> talk to an urban <laughs> rodentologist. Yeah, Steve Jobs kind of looked down on this one, but Mike Rowe, on the other hand. <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's looking at these rats. These rats are, are basically armies. He said the choices are grim uh, for these rats. They include cannibalism, rat battles, and infanticide. Uh, this is gross, you guys. This is really intense. Oh, Viewer, uh, brace yourself because what I'm about to tell you gets pretty dark. Uh, Bobby says, it's just like we've seen in history of mankind where people try to take over lands and they come in with militaries and armies and fight to the death, literally, for who's going to conquer the land. And that's what happens with these rats. Uh, a rat new army of rats comes in and whichever army has the strongest rats is going to conquer the area. Uh, he says they're mammals just like you and I. And so when you're really, really hungry... You're not going to act the same. You're going to act very bad, usually. This is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> I want to see. So this is like Game of Thrones in real life, as Game of Thrones yeah. as it gets. I want to see some sort of reality show on this. I want scientists to track these rats as they go to war. <laughs> I want I want to see like the rat heroes go out and slay their rat enemies. Like uh, This could be the type of savagery and brutality we need right now to keep society going. There, until yeah. they like turn on society. Kind of fun, anyway. I'm hungry, so I'm going to go after these these Tilly big hunk yeah. of meat that's standing in front of me that are people. Yeah, too many generations of breeding the perfect rat killing machine. <laughs> it turns on its captors. We we <laughs> can see this kind of thing. Slowly it, yeah, starts it's eating our knees. As Vishal Wrangler the says, it's goat. it's a rat king. Uh, so these rats are fighting one another. <laughs> yeah, now the adults are killing king. the young in the nest and cannibalizing the pups. I mean. This is this is insane. In New Orleans, they're having the same same issue. Uh, swarms of rats are taken to the streets to find food. Uh, the mayor Latoya Cantrell in New Orleans says, "What we've seen in these practices are driving our rodents crazy. And what rodents do? They will find food and they will find water. They put our, they puts our homeless in dire dire straits. And that's why I'm so laser focused on it right now. Like New Orleans is f focused on rat handling." <laughs> 
because oh, this, this is, is just this is it's it's become this a real is, thing. And I've watched how Willard. Is this real life. I have seen the movie Willard. I know what rats commanded at an army can do to a person. There won't be anything left. So what we need to do is really be on your guard. Because have you seen a New York City rat? They're as big as an alligator. They're like mutants. And if they and kill all the, the smaller rat, ones... Yeah, right. This, this is... big, teeming ball of rat. Yeah, it's just lives, insane. Grows and breathes. Just a blob, but rat. It's version. like it's like critters you get pushing up a sewer grate, and that rat arm coming out and trying to grab you. It's like, and it's it's like it's like critters. Drag you remember you the critters? They had those sharp teeth. They roll into a ball, and they just roll over everything. Yeah. If you're unfamiliar with that, the '80s was a wonderful time for weird horror movies, and Critters was one of them. And that's what this is becoming. It's just a bunch of rats in a ball rolling over New York City, and that's the end of things. That's the end times. Rats eating each building other, by building, eating us. By block. Yeah, it could be. It could be real bad. So uh, the I real just, question is, what are you doing to fight the war against the rats? <laughs> I don't arming my shotgun. Are you I don't doing know your part. <laughs> now we're starship troopers. <laughs> are you? Yes. Are you doing? <laughs> so, tell. I, would well, you like to know more? Swap giant insects for rats. I mean, <laughs> You're right. You're Same right. premise, just different type, different type of, of animal eating you. <laughs> I'm, I'm only okay with this if Michael Ironsides leads me into battle, because that man is amazing, and I would follow him anywhere. <laughs> yeah. But not Denise Richards, though, right? If she led you into battle, you'd be like, oh, goodbye. I'm, no, I'd follow no, Denise no. Richards o- only into James, battle. Only James Bond, Denise Richards. Only <laughs> at Christmas, he's playing a doctor. Doctor yes. Christmas Jones. Christmas That's right. Jones. <laughs> Oh right. lord! All right, all right. So I'm going to bring it. up one more topic, and this is going to to kind of light me on fire a little bit. So all right, I'm ready. Uh, so so everybody else can can get ready for this rant a little bit. <laughs> WWE deemed an essential service returns to live televised shows. Professional sports in Florida are getting the green light to re- resume production after the Florida governor's office deemed them essential services. This is being added to the same list that includes services such as grocery stores, hospitals, mm-hmm. banks, utility companies, and restaurants. The order that was signed on Thursday states that the employees of the professional sports and media production company with a national audience can continue only if the location is closed to the general public. This essential service was added because it's, it is it is critical to the Florida's economies, officials. <laughs> I don't know why I said that either. Uh, WWE resumed live televised Never shows a on news Monday. article in your life, have you? I know, right? <laughs> um, they uh, resumed live television shows on Monday after weeks of taped matches, including their biggest event of the year, WrestleMania. So here's my problem, Stephen. Yep. I'm, I'm going to skip the rest of this article because I think everybody gets a gist. We get here's it. my problem. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we lambasted GameStop. I mean, we tore into them from a national media perspective, and we said, how dare you? How dare you think that you guys are essential services? You guys are entertainment at best. Entertainment is not deemed essential. And they got drugged through the mud. <laughs> and I don't even know if GameStop will ever recover, not probably because of you know that. Not quite because of that. That's but, because they were already dying. <laughs> yeah, so we're not going to get into that. But we, we drugged them through the mud. Uh, a couple weeks ago. But now that we have another entertainment industry that says, oh, we're essential too, nobody's really talking about it. And now they signed an order where they're actually starting live shows now. 
And nobody's really talking about it in the media. The national media is like, oh, yeah, that's fine. They can go do that, that <laughs> entertainment. But this entertainment over here, these gay people, they suck. <laughs> Why is that, guys? Uh, so mm, I, I think I, there's a few reasons. I have my feelings about this. And a couple I, I mentioned in, in our chat uh, between shows. Uh, but, but, okay, number one thing about Florida. Florida is a weird place in, in for more reasons than just being in the news weekly for some, like, meth craze weirdo doing yeah, you know, doing stuff with <laughs> yeah. alligators it's what they would have we a, do without florida man they have I an economy that. completely fueled by tourism dollars tourism tourism dollars uh i mean that's what drives it they have no state income tax if they don't get tourism disney world shut down universal shut down beaches they got nothing uh, they got nothing and i'm not saying that this is an excuse i'm just saying this is probably where the governor's head is at if it's anywhere other than up his own butt um, which seems to be where it's been hanging out for the last little bit. That'd give you a hemorrhoid quicker than anything I've ever seen. Um, yeah. So my argument with that is I, I completely understand it, and I agree. And my head is there with you. I, mm -hmm. I thought the same thing. But everybody is facing that same struggle. There yeah. are people in, in every different state that has these state of emergency de declarations and stay-at-home orders that are struggling financially. We're losing restaurants that will never reopen on a daily basis. We're losing industries that will never reopen on a daily basis. So I understand what you're, what you're, what you're, what we're going for here in that, that discussion point, but everybody else is going through the exact same thing at this moment. So why is this specific order all of a sudden going to make it all better? Cause it's, in my mind, it's not. I mean, there's they're not going to have even one tenth of the revenue that they had. They might get some TV deals and shit like that, but that would be the best thing that they can hope for. Well, and, and two, I think just the governor of Florida, the governor of Georgia, and the governor of Alabama all drink from the same well, uh, and they 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 have no idea how to handle a crisis or what they should be doing right now. The governor of Florida's main job is to handle hurricanes. Like, that's his deal. If a hurricane's coming, fire up the emergency services place and let's all sit in a dark room and stare at maps uh, and move things around. And that's that's what Florida governors are meant for. They're not meant for pandemics. They're not, you know, neither are Georgia governors. Georgia governors just want to make sure peanuts are continuing to be produced. Outside of that, like, peaches, peanuts, and, and movie studios continue to shoot in Atlanta. Like, that's the goal. That's right. Uh, mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So exactly in the same vein that GameStop and places like that think they should be open. This sort of thing is just like, why? Well, GameStop. But more, I, would, I just want to know who is actually going to go to something like this. Well, well they're not. It's close. Do. It's they're close not. to the they're, general they're public. To the public. Yeah. But they're still wrestlers who are definitely within six feet of each other. If you know how wrestling, I think we're going to see. Yeah, and I think we're going to see this same thing happening with NBA and football, and you know all, all these other, well, all of the other sports. I yeah. think we're not going to see well, stadiums filled with crowds for at least the next year. But I think yeah. games will go on. Yeah. Well, we're going to see what happens. I mean, they. The um, they did start outlining how um, sports and athletic events can can maintain. But I mean, guys, just think about what happened last week. Last weekend, there was supposed to be a live event put on by the UFC. And the UFC said, <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it in a closed door fashion. We're going to do it exactly as we're going to test everybody to make sure that we're good. Um, we're going to to try to keep it as a closed area. We're going to try to make sure that our our staff and our fighters are going to be um tested and, and taken care of etc and we're going to put the show on for people because they're they're really missing entertainment what happened to the ufc 
they stepped in and shut them down, said, absolutely not. You cannot do this, right? But yet um, the exact same type of entertainment industry is allowed on Florida grounds that the government will shut you down for in other states. And and I don't even know. Does anybody I think that's know? That's the key there in other states. Well, no. so I'm not sure about that. Does anybody know who actually shut the um the, Disney um, did. Was it Disney? Because yeah. I think it was because they tell me, them now. Yeah, tell me uh exactly what happened. I know that they were looking at an Indian reservation, but technically they don't have to follow They're the laws looking at of the an state island of California. At well they they did that, buy an island, the, but yep. that's for later, right? No, I thought that was for this. No, I think they they had a deal with an Indian reservation who didn't have to abide by the California laws. And because Mm. of that, they were actually going to do it at a casino (laughs) on an Indian reservation. And somebody came out, I think at Disney or the higher ups at ESPN or wherever it was, came in and said, nope, you guys cannot do this. And we will not put this on television if you do it. Yeah. Well, the fear is that encourages is, people that to, to that things are to safe, do things like or to, to do things. Yeah, and and that's the scary part. But I'll, I'll tell you one conspiracy theory to why WWE is is allowed to do this. Uh, Linda McMahon served on Trump's uh, small business administration as the administrator of the small business administration, and her and Vince pour a lot of money into the Trump campaign. DeSantis yep. friends with Trump. Things happen. They wear the red ties, All baby. The money. Who do you know? How's this work? Yeah, they wear they wear the red ties. <laughs> they wear the red ties. So I think I think it's not too hard to say that these associations play a role in who gets a pass and who doesn't get a pass. And this is going to yep. happen more. There are going to be people this. who know people who then get a pass to continue to operate whatever business it is. If you're, you know, a $500 million fisherman business on the coast and you need people to come down and fish on your boats and you've got a, you've got a handshake relationship with the governor, you're probably going to get a pass to operate your boats. And I mean that's yep. that that sucks. Like that's awful. Big like, business now owns this place. Yeah, I mean that's that's the way this game is played. It's always been a handshake thing around the world. We just ignored it. Now things get a little bit more obvious. It's like, oh, you're see, you're getting the special treatment because you got you know this this you know this guy or that guy. Some of us even have benefited from handshake relationships with people we know. It happens. I mean, that's what networking is. It's not to say that that's inherently bad, but there are times when that is wrong, uh, particularly when you're endangering public safety and you're problem. dealing, yeah, profiteering for sure. Yeah, I mean, you guys brought up two two great points, but I mean, I feel like if you're an elected official and you're oh come on, we brought up a too. lot of great points, more than just two. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> no, only two of yours landed were actually good. The rest of them were. <laughs> they were points. Hey, that's yes. more than usual. I mean, really, if I'm just throwing shit, seeing what sticks, those were I'll two just good ones. Okay. I'll just Which two again? No. <laughs> actually, I don't even remember anymore. But no, I feel like if you're an elected public official, right, and you're actually giving these kind of good old boy type deals, that's where the raised eyebrows come in, right? That's where people go, hold on, wait. No, you're an elected official. If that was your business and you were running a private business and you decided to do that, okay, I get it. But you're not running an elect, uh, a private business at that point point you're an elected official so to me it's yeah, there used it's to be a time when thing. there were rules like this <laughs> there were, there were <laughs> Wait, rules. I, I it's, it's real weird i don't know there, there were what, 
I think there are still rules. I think just people don't enforce any of them. And it, when it's up to... They just, don't, they just only apply to us, yeah. That's well, when it's up to your chief executive to enforce rules and they choose not to, then that's where you get into you get into issues. Because people making the rules can't enforce the rules in most states, you know, let alone the federal government. So you end up in this position where, like, eh, I'm going to turn a blind eye. Hey, Justice Department, how about you don't investigate that or whatever? You know, like, let's, let's just yeah. not do that. Let's just not hold people to that. Uh, you know, this, it's the, uh, the, the, the opposite end. There's jury nullification, and then there's just straight up not enforcing things. There's, the people have jury nullification, and the government has, I'm just not going to do that. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird balance so that's, that's played. It's time for us to nullify something. <laughs> I like that word anyway, nullify. That's a fun word. It doesn't exist. It's gone. You're to nullify you. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's your next movie, The Nullifier with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Arnold Schwarzenegger or Denzel Washington. Either yes. one. <laughs> that's yes. Perfect. Perfect. Didn't title, he do the equalizer? Movie. Wasn't that the yes. last Yeah. Movie? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> equalizer to equalizer to. He could be no, no. It's nullifier is Denzel versus Arnold. Oh my gosh! I would pay all my money. There we go. There we go. Hold on. We need to find. Yeah, we're, <laughs> who knows Arnold Schwarzenegger? Quick. Yeah, it's he's easy to find on Twitter and Reddit. Seven, Just go seven, get him. If you know seven people, then you know everybody in the world, right? Like something who, like who's that. our it's the who's our person with a connection to Arnold? Six, six degrees of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move on to the next story. Yeah, let's get on this too far. Yeah, let's, okay. let's, we got one more. In, in much, much better news, so <laughs> coronavirus is showing to be spreading through corpses, which leaves necrophiliacs everywhere disappointed. <laughs> but seriously, so one of the first doctors or uh, morticians this week died. What are you guys laughing at? <laughs> Did I miss fine. something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, keep going. Keep going. Fine. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. So, yeah, <laughs> our first necrophiliac doctor this weekend died after he was handling a body in a New York morgue. So he was doing an autopsy and having fun with the corpse, and then a few days later, he just fell over dead. So... One of the big things we're going to have to worry about in this new world is what do we do with bodies? You know, you if your loved ones beside you just kill over and die, you can't just go bury them. You know, as we discovered and talked about on episode one, you know, we can basically dig a body or excuse me, dig a, a grave and put a body in permafrost. You can go back centuries later and recover living viruses. So that's kind of a problem in that same vein, you know, a dead body. That's another way to spread the virus. So what do we do with our corpses? And for the most part, it's basically straight to the incinerator with most, well, pretty much everybody who dies right now is going straight to an incinerator. So to, to, that's to, the, new, the new reality. I need to clarify something. The, the guy wasn't a necrophiliac. Uh, <laughs> guy, he was just a, doing an autopsy. <laughs> no. The chat oh, was, was not, asking. He no, wasn't was a necrophiliac. Was <laughs> <laughs> not necrophiliac. There's two oh, different. necrophiliac. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> but it does raise concerns, though, you know? I don't know <laughs> if it raises the same concerns, though, <laughs> Different concern at that point. After, excuse me. If you, after you've diddled with a dead body, though, oh, man. You don't normally have to worry about contracting something. <laughs> That's normally. I... Normally, yeah, that's Normally, completely yeah. safe. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the news says it is, yes. 
Oh gosh, but yeah, you're right. Like if you can get this through a dead body, but but how? Like how close do you have to be handling it? You know, you, you know, like back in the day when they were thought vampires were a real thing, people would go stab vampires with a stake, and then it would make them go because it pushed the air out of their lungs. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> they thought they were alive. Like would that push the virus into their face, and then it would just be like, oh no, and it would probably that air's got to go somewhere. If you go around just stabbing random corpses and and stuff spraying everywhere you know kind of like texas chainsaw massacre just imagine instead of blood it's virus well you there know, goes you're, my you're make a mess <laughs> there, there goes, goes my, your weekend plan my huh? typical weekend activity was going to well hold on wait vampire. steven well, i was gonna go you, corpse kicking <laughs> you did borrow a chainsaw from me today so i'm kind of worried now because are you just going out looking for bodies i was planning on it but now i don't even need to he just goes door to door excuse me uh has anybody died here <laughs> yeah i need to take okay, care of it good, thank you Everybody knows you have to dismember it. I watched Evil Dead. You got to take, got to cut all the limbs off, and then it's, that way it doesn't come back. Uh, no, I used the See, I used the chainsaw thing on a too. tree. What happens if someone you know passes away? Do you, do you dispose of that corpse yourself, or you know, do you, do you are you talking about it? like in your home type of thing? Well, I wouldn't imagine you would burn your home down. <laughs> you just close well, the but... door and leave it in there until this is all over. <laughs> You just so, wave goodbye and walk away. Walk, just leave the house. <laughs> yeah, on a more serious note, we I actually had a discussion with Ashley tonight about a friend of ours who lives on one end of the country and her I think grandmother lives on the other end of the country and she she had she caught the she did catch the virus and she's on on the terminal stages of of battling it and she's not going to make it it does not appear and so they're trying to figure out what to do because Grandma's dying up in Maine, and family is over on the other side of the country in California. Exactly, hop on a plane and just fly and go to a funeral. That's right. That's a problem. Or deal with the state or the fallout of the death or whatever. All of the things that you have to deal with. Everything is just on hold. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there, this is a real thing. I mean, I, I, I hate to make light of it in, the, or in, in our earlier discussions because it is a pretty heavy thing that, that some people are really going to have to deal with. Um, and it just, it freaking sucks. Yeah, that's, yeah it it's, it's no good. It's the, no good for it's anybody. The little things like this that, you know, when you first think back to when this whole plague was first starting up, it's like, oh, no, I'm going to lose. Oh, no. Social distancing, you know, whatever. But then now when you are actually seeing the results of, of a plague in on modern society, it's all the, the little inconveniences that really at the end of the day just keep stacking up. I think that's the interesting part. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, let's move on to weird science because we're running out of time and want to get, get to our crystal ball uh, section yeah. of the show. So, Jacob, hit us with some weird science. So, I don't... Nobody really sent in any requests this week for weird science. So, if you have requests... Please send them to staring at goats podcast at gmail.com. That is where you can reach us to read to get some weird science. So instead of weird science today, you know, a couple of weeks ago we talked about masks and I mean, we talked about a lot of different fun things. Um, but one thing I'd like to at least bring up today are some of the stay at home orders and how they're potentially looking at lifting some of those stay at home orders. If some states can prove X, Y, and Z, then they'll potentially lift these stay at home orders. And what I find is interesting is that if you look at uh, where New York is tracking with respect to not only death rate, but also occurrence, they're tracking almost identical to to Italy. I mean, their curves look almost the exact same. It's almost like you can overlay them each other. 
and Boston is is a completely different different tracing. But what's interesting here is that you know each one of these different areas are going to have to decide on their own whether or not they want to lift these stay at home orders, and also what kind of of engineering solutions I guess is the best way to put it to try to prevent the spread, whether it's masks or social distancing. Be. Um, but Pennsylvania, I know Ace Cougars brought this up in the chat earlier. They're talking about lifting the stay-at-home orders early. Um, but what they're also doing is it's starting to become more politicized because what's happening is people are running out of money and people are starting to really struggle out there. Um, I have family members of mine who haven't worked for almost a month now, and yeah. they're starting to worry about how am I going to put food on my table because I got no more savings. Um, it's rough. So we're we're talking about real things that are happening to people that have no money, that have you know two, three, four kids that can't work, and all of a sudden their savings is is slowly dwindling, and they're watching them go, and they're going, wait, I I got to go out and do something here. Um, and then now we're also seeing things like you know the civil liberties, uh, uh, ACLU is starting to question whether or not some of these uh, state of emergency orders and stay at home orders are actually legitimate and whether or not we should sue the different states to actually lift these early. And I mean, there's a whole bunch this, this thing is, it's so big. The discussion about everything that's happening associated with this COVID-19 that you can't even wrap your head around it in one city. I mean, it's, there's so many different moving parts. And one of the things is when can we lift those stay at home orders? And Landon, you're right in the middle of this discussion because the three states up there, Oregon, Washington, and California banded Man, together yeah. and said, I These am are the really that glad we that do. we live where we do right now. That's for sure. So, uh, so can you go through a little bit about what, uh, what you've read and what you've heard as far as lifting stay at home orders on your area? So out here, it's going to basically be, I think at the moment, it's still looking at May 4th right now, either May 4th or June 1st. It likely going to be bumped to June 1st, I think, mm -hmm. but it, I, I don't know, uh, but I will say the little uh, alliance, if you will, of of the three states, California, Oregon, Washington, like all of a sudden the the idea of Cascadia, as it was called, yeah. which is basically the, the, the fake little area of the Northwest that, you know, if the United States wasn't states, what would the little, the natural region territories be? So all of a sudden we have this really great little alliance of states looking out for each other. So at the very least, I will say that out here, I have basically complete confidence in at the very, at the state level on a lot of things that are going on out here. And I know at the very least that people are, the people that should be making decisions here are the ones making those decisions. Mm -hmm. And that's very comforting. I don't know when we'll actually be unlocked, so to speak, but I think that I don't know. I'm looking at everything right now. I think we're going to be uh, in good shape for the most part. And I have my fingers crossed a little more yeah. optimistic with every passing day. I will say that for the, for the moment, it looks like we're going to beat the trend and probably be kind of setting the stage for how the rest of the country can kind of follow and, and participate in the way that we're doing things. I don't know. We'll find out though. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. That sounds that sounds really interesting. One thing that like you brought up the ACLU and the the can we sue the states and stuff. I guess there's a big mm-hmm. protest yesterday here in North Carolina against the stay at home executive Carolina. order, where people actually were arrested for violating the stay at home order, locking in hospitals and stuff. Well, yeah, and well, there's a really reasonable argument to that that I think is is valid, and we have to take into account. In the sheriff's department of, I guess it was the Wake County Sheriff Department, wrote a letter it to was. the governor, and he. He was like, so are we to understand that by executive order, you've basically removed the First Amendment or the ability for people to organize and protest their government by executive order? They can't protest your executive order, which is like, we need to we need to know what this means come from a constitutional yeah. perspective. I'm like, I that's perfectly valid logic. Like, we really do need to know so, uh, are, are yeah. our rights being infringed particularly a constitutional right to free speech and organizing by these orders to stay at home so i've Why actually been thinking a lot of the about this just because i i have i've been reading things about florida and the the michigan area where they're uh, suing oh, the, the governor nightmare. for the same yeah. thing yeah. here in north carolina in greensboro there have been people arrested le- hand over fist for actually protesting this uh, stay-at-home orders. Wake County yesterday had some. And the the interesting thing is just the statements made by the police officers. Are, they're basically saying uh, organized protest is not an essential service. Therefore, you will be arrested if you continue yep. to do this. And the, the reason why states actually declare a state of emergency is for this very reason. Yeah. Is so that they can they actually have the authority to do these kinds of things. I read up a little bit on it about Texas, and that's exactly the reason why Texas declared a state of emergency so quickly was so that if they do have to make some of these kind of decisions, that they can do them and feel a little more carte blanche about doing them. Now, will it actually hold up? I don't know. It it is going to be an interesting experiment over the next couple of months to see some of these these um, so the really the Supreme Court weigh in because. The Supreme Court has never weighed in on this. Yeah. Um, I've read where back in the early 1900s, they kind of hit on it a little bit um, with the Spanish flu and some other things, but they tried to avoid this very thing. And they've been trying to avoid this very thing since its creation. So it's, I'm, I'm interested to see what the Supreme Court does now and whether they actually try to weigh in on it at this point. Yeah, no, I, I I fully agree. Like, if I was a Supreme Court judge, I would not want my name on the thing that in that that created what could potentially become a police state under the wrong leadership, which is always right. the fear. Like, sure, we can make rules all and laws all day long, but but the next guy in line gets those same rules, and how do they manage them? It's like this whole Title II net neutrality BS that comes up. It's going to come up constantly because the FCC is in charge of making those rules. So every time an FCC commissioner changes, that could change. And it's like, are we really going to hot potato this thing between administrations? Every time something changes, we got to do this. But yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky discussion and one that we surely won't be able to solve here on staring at goats, so maybe we should yeah. uh, we should wander forward and talk about our predictions uh, for for the future if we have any. Um, I got one. If you guys are good with me with me starting it off, uh, this, rock and roll, baby. I would like to propose a got? move away from handshakes because we all know that the future of that is is not going to happen or shouldn't happen because touching your hands is is bad. Uh, touching other people's hands. We don't need to prove that we're unarmed anymore. Like, this is a whole tradition that goes back many, 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 many years. What we should do 
is Ren and Stimpy style butt bumps. Everyone should be able to walk up to each other and just go, <laughs> hey, nice to see you, butt bump. And that is the new greeting. Welcome to America, butt bump. Hey, my name's Steven, butt bump. Nice to meet you, pre- <laughs> Mr. President, butt bump. I would like to see that. I think that I think that that's the only so, safe thing to do. Europeans are going to go away informal. from the kisses on the cheeks and yeah. go to butt bump. Butt bump. <laughs> That's that's hey, my at the very goal. least you wouldn't be spreading disease, so that's right? an option. I think you know something to consider. Yeah, and singing happy People happy joy joy while you do is, it is optional. Yeah, the real oh, and the real problem is too that people are just afraid to do things like that. They they may think that it's you know too informal, but it's like, buddy, if the alternative is spreading disease, like, hey, come on, just. Just bump my butt. I don't care. Like you know, just just do it, man. Just, just bump my butt. Just please bump my butt. Just do it. Do it. Did you just say bump please my bump my butt? I mean, that kind of, that sounds a little bit um, not safe for work. There. Hey, this I is a new it. plague, right? I bump clipped it. We'll have baby. we'll have that one forever. <laughs> bump my good. Bump my butt, baby. Where are you at, Lando? Right. What do you what do you imagine? Uh, do you have a prediction for the week? Uh so. I got to say, I'm going to continue kind of the theme, uh, maybe not quite so uh, as intense as last week, but the theme of masks is, is really going strong <laughs> because I've noticed lately out here, there's so many different types. Like everybody seems to have a different kind. I mean, sure, you, you see the, the medical masks and like the N95s and dust masks, but then you see people wearing all sorts of weird scarves or you, you see people wearing these like weird homemade things that they've sewn themselves Ski masks, like the, you know those like those really like foam masks, like the, the, those really nice ones, like the the formed ones. Oh yeah, I got and one. And then of you them. see oh. like like these kind of plastic. I, I did see one or two little like kind of weird, not masks, but like a I don't know, like a, a kind of like a housing, if you will. I, I don't know, but it looked really cool. But that's the thing; some of them looked really cool. And and last week when I was talking about, I hadn't actually seen anything in the real world. You know, I I was just talking about what could be. But now that that is the actual reality, oh, man, I, I'm excited. I love it. <laughs> I was walking around the grocery store earlier, and I saw one lady with, like, a she had, like, whales, like a little whale pattern fabric she'd made or bought or something. And I saw some other girl that had, like, a, a neon thing. It was, like, all 90s neon. Like, that was just super Lisa cool. Frank, the mask. So, yeah, basically, exactly. Lisa face or Lisa Frank face mask. <laughs> but that sort of thing, like everybody had kind of their own unique little look going on. And I think that's going to be the way of the future. I, I want to see like a, a, a bedazzled mask. Yes. Or like a, a chrome mask, like a shiny mask. <laughs> or I don't know, like a, like, a, like a matte black or matte, like something that matches. Are, are we going to have matching masks now? You know, oh, are you, you going to put on your, your five piece tuxedo? And your matching accessory mask, you know, is it going to be the, you know, perhaps the mask with the, the leather straps that don't rub your ear, you know, leather and felt, like a really high-end mask? Or is it going to be just like a little cheap piece of plastic with a little string or something? Like, I think, so here's what I'm proposing. If anybody out there knows anybody who's a billionaire, first off, we need some money here. But I want to start a business overnight and make the coolest masks in the world. Like fashion and trendy accessory masks, like you know, for post plague, like really, truly post plague, when we don't need to wear masks anymore. But it's, it's just you know thing. the the Asian worlds have lived with masks for decades now, and it's just 
part of culture. I think that's so cool. I want that to be our world too. You know, it shouldn't be just something that the people on the other side of the world get to enjoy. Everybody around the world should get to enjoy masks. It's really that simple. Masks for everybody. I mean, I think that's going to be the way of the future. Cobra, Cobra Commander, Optimus Prime. These people have had oh, masks yes. for years. Yes. You know, yes. I mean, it's just everybody really jumping on the bandwagon. Everybody can be a superhero or a supervillain. I or want just a Skeletor a, a mask. Person. You know, I'm, Skeletor I'm with a built-in N95. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm still sticking with my Bane mask. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. That would be great. Bane would be good. Yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. So I'm leaning towards Boba Fett. Boba Fett. I've, all, I've got the tattoo. I might as well get the helmet and the outfit and you know the armor, all that. <laughs> just, uh, just and it would look cool. I can, I can entertain people. You know, people walk around see Boba Fett. They'd be like, hey, that's cool. <laughs> hey man, that's I would Boba ask Fett. to see the tattoo, but I really <laughs> yeah. don't want to. I don't want to know where it's at, man. Oh, here, hold on. No, 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 no. It's on his upper thigh. Uh, Have you ever played cornhole? (laughs) (laughs) Next time we play, I'll show you. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Okay, so I guess I'm next in this world of predictions. And I'm going to have a little more of a grim prediction, unfortunately, because... Um, one, yeah, I know it's it's unfortunate, but somebody has to bring the mood down. We're having way too much fun with bump, bumps, and bunt, but bumps and masks. Bump bumps. Um, yeah, that's right. But I think bump, maybe. the economy is really going to suffer here soon. And the reason why I say that's because I've heard of a lot of the Fortune 100 companies and even up to the Fortune 500 companies that are slashing benefits to the core. Things like 401k contributions are gone for a lot of these people. And the only reason why they're doing it is to try to save headcount while they can. Um, That's only going to make it so far because uh, 401k contributions only save so much money. Um, Once they actually start not realizing those true uh, savings, they're going to start cutting headcounts too in the big Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. So... I have a bad feeling that our economy is just about to 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 be on the brink of something big because when when companies are starting to look for those kind of solutions that means that they're getting desperate and when they announce those kind of solutions that means they're getting desperate and we're not talking about you know the Amazons of the world or or anything like that or or the medical company we're talking about all of these Fortune 100 Fortune 500 companies that are doing this so Unfortunately, my prediction's a little more grim this week. I have a bad feeling about the economy, guys. It's coming, and it's coming like a freight train, and I'm staring at the light, and the the folks in the stock market are going, yay, we're up another 300 points today. But I, I have a feeling the folks on Main Street are about to get kicked in the teeth. Yeah, I, I I think you're I think you're 100 right. I think that yeah. everyone who is getting a stimulus check, I've seen a lot of people talking about. Well, I don't really need it because I've got this job and I'll just donate it. I would recommend hanging on to that until yeah. this is yeah. gone. Like, and not to say yeah, that I, I want here. you to be selfish, but you 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 don't want to end up also not having what you need and overrunning the supplies that are out there for people in need. You know, you don't want to add yourself to the stack of people trying to go to food banks and stuff. Everyone um, needs to be demonstrating personal responsibility on some basic level right yeah, now. Yeah, if you can take care of yourself, take care of yourself, and that will help other people be able to get taken care of. Um, so, yeah, I would say hang on to that that money. Stuff, stuff it somewhere. Don't go blow it on a new TV. 
Uh, yeah. It's just because no no job is safe. I remember Jim Carrey saying that once. Like his dad never tried to be an entertainer because he had an accountant job, and he always thought I'll always be an accountant. And then they ended up on the street. Um, and that, you know, that, that taught him a big lesson, you know, not to take huge life lessons from Jim Carrey, but that dude can be philosophical and he's got some nuggets of wisdom to share. Uh, and that was one Every of once them. in a while he hits a home run and that he is does. definitely one of his, he does. And he was like, safe jobs aren't real. They're just pretend. And, you know, we all have to kind of realize that at some point that even when your company's doing their best for you, they're doing their best for you. But at the end of the day, they, they need to keep breathing too. Um, and yeah. they'll do what they can to stay there. And that's not to say they won't come back. Um, but, but, you know, you need to be prepared for gaps. Uh, and I think that's a, that's advice that we get from any financial advisor is have some gap money in case you end up in, in a spot where you can't pay for something and you need to make it for a few months. Uh, but yeah, yeah. but, uh, but so that's good, good predictions. You guys have really, really enjoyed it. Good thing we ended on a high note there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. We should have started with me and Gosh, I'm happy tonight. We should have stopped with the butt bumps. Uh, but no, this is this is great. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed the show. So, I know next that... week we're gonna start with the butt bump. Yeah, there we go. We'll all introduce each other with the butt bump. Uh, but hey, That's if you guys right, want to, if you guys want to send us some e- some email, some electronic mail, you can do so at staringatgoatspodcast at gmail dot com. If you have questions, comments, things you want to know about, things you'd like us to address on the show, we would love for that to be a thing. So send us those emails because I think that would be a huge interactive portion that we could bring in to this thing that we're trying to do. Um, if you can download us anywhere, we're now on the Apple Podcast app. So if you go to that app, you can find us. Uh, you can find us pretty much anywhere these days. And if they have a review system. System, throw us a review write some kind words put some five stars in there that would help us grow quickly uh which would help us out a lot you can follow us on twitter at staring underscore goats tip us two dorks.net slash tip to give us a little bit of cash to help us pay for different things jacob says he needs lighting there you go <laughs> um, look at the shadow on my eye right yeah jacob's really bothered by by the shadow <laughs> uh, it's a joke guys yeah you can also help us out with Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash two dorks, you can sign up to be a patron uh, and join us in the Discord. Not enough people know about the Discord. If you're here and you enjoy chatting in this chat room, you're going to enjoy the Discord because everybody chats in there and it's a lively place full of great people. Uh, thank you, H&H Show, for sharing the, the link there in the chat. You can also go to two dorks.net slash Discord for you audio listeners uh, and join us there. And man, you guys stay safe. Uh, wear your mask, wear your gloves. And enjoy uh, the next week. And we will see you back here next Wednesday right here on Staring at Goats.